Yo, today's QOD is fear is like our kryptonite. Here we go. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. I got a brand new speaker on the show today. Her name is Penny Zanker. And today, Penny is talking about thought, the energy of thought, as well as the fact that you have just an amazing ability. And very often, we don't use this ability, but it's there. And this ability is our capacity to be able to choose our thoughts. It's what I I talk about in Money Mind Academy. I call it conscious redirection of thought. So when our thoughts are starting to tail off to negativity and fear and pessimism, that we can consciously step in and redirect it and send it somewhere else and attend to something better and to change the meaning that we give to things because everything is meaning. One thing happens to one person, they make it mean one thing. The same thing happens to another person, and it can mean something totally different. But that's what we as human beings, again, have the power to do, to consciously redirect the way that we think and give things the meaning that are empowering instead of disempowering. Here's Penny. Einstein said that everything is energy. And I believe when you turn that statement around, it's also true. Energy is everything. How energy flows through us and how we manage our energy directly dictates the quality of our life. And we manage our energy through thoughts. Thoughts are energy. But really, don't take it from me. Take it from the scientists who have done study after study after study that say that our thoughts, our judgments, and our perceptions, they directly impact our body and vice versa. One of my favorite authors in this space is Kelly McGonigal, and she's written this book called The Upside of Stress. She's a health psychologist, and through the book, she tells people that stress is bad for you only if you believe it is. I know, that's crazy, right? She used to tell people that stress was bad for you all the time and tell them it would create illness until she did the research. One particular study that stood out for her that really changed her mind was that they tracked 30,000 people over eight years and they asked them about their levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone in their body. They measured that. They asked them about the levels of stress that they had and also what they believed about stress. And so what they came up with in their results were that People who had a high level of stress in the past year were 43% more likely to die prematurely. But only those who believed that stress was bad for you. Those that didn't believe that stress was bad for you actually had no greater risk of dying prematurely than those who had very little to no stress. And then really what 
made this that much more impactful for me was I had my own experience. It became real. This is my son, Ethan. He's 12. And last year in January, he came down with an acute sense of anxiety. He couldn't go to school. He couldn't interact with his friends. He couldn't function. So we went to see a psychiatrist. And in this first session that we had, she was helping us to understand a little bit about how anxiety affects the body and the mind. So she asked him when we first got there to play a little game and go ahead and spin around a couple times, right? So he spun around and spun around. And then, you know, he was like this. And she said, so do you, do you feel your heart racing? Do you feel dizzy in your head and queasy in your stomach? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and she said, are these the same symptoms that you feel when you feel anxiety? And he thought about it and he said, yeah. She said, notice that when you feel it in this moment, it's funny. But when you feel it when you're going to school or you're going to interact with your friends, it's debilitating. And it only grows when you feel it. And he's like, yeah. And then it hit me. It matters what he believes about stress. And given that, it matters what we think about anything and everything. <clears throat> Another great example of how our thoughts impact our results is with the placebo effect. So some of you have heard about it. Some of you may have experienced it. This little sugar pill that has the same biological impact that the actual medication has. How's that possible? It's possible because people believe that it will work. Positive thinking leads to positive results. So the opposite is also true, that negative thinking leads to negative results. And that has a name. It's called the nocebo effect. I know, right? So that is why it is so critical, critical, that you know how to manage the energy of your thought. So let's think about and learn about thoughts, our thoughts. The National Science Foundation tells us that we have 70,000 thoughts a day, 70,000. That's like a thought every second. But here's the interesting part. Only 5% of those thoughts are new. Think about that. That means that we are constantly, 95% of the time, repeating our thoughts over and over and over again in our heads. Are you aware of what percentage of those thoughts are negative? And the impact that it has on your life? And we all have these automatic negative thoughts that go on unconsciously. So things like, you know, oh, that's good for them, but not for me. I can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm just not enough. So self-sabotage lives in the unconscious. So what about right now? How are you judging me or what are you thinking about right now? Are you still back at the matrix, kind of going through a scene? Or you go, 70,000 thoughts, let me Google that, and you're on your phone. Or maybe you're shaking your head in disbelief and say, no way that that's true about stress. Or maybe you don't like the sparkles on my shirt or the buckles on my shoes. Maybe that's how you're judging me and what I'm talking about. The fact is, 
is that our thoughts, they create our judgments. And our judgments, they create our decisions. And all of that happens in a split second before you even realize it. In this moment and every moment. So what about critical moments in your life? Are you aware of what you're thinking? Have you ever had a life or death situation? Or a moment that would impact the rest of your life? Well, I'd like to share with you, uh, take you on a journey. So I was uh, scuba diving in Australia at the Great Barrier Reef, and uh, we were in a scuba diving advanced course. And I was really excited because you do a lot of different things in this advanced course than you normally do. And so we were going to be going on a night dive. And, you know, the ocean is like Las Vegas, is that there is activity day and night, and it's so vastly different during the day than it is at night. So I was super excited about this night dive, and I was walking down to the scuba deck that night, and I noticed it was so cloudy and dark. And it was really windy, like you could feel the wind blowing, and it was, the waves were crashing against the side of the boat, and the boat was kind of rocking. And I thought, mm, if you ask me, not the best night for a night dive. But, you know, I was eager. But then I came down and I overheard the instructors talking about the safety of the dive and questioning whether it was safe for us to dive that night. And they proceeded to say, okay, they, we were going to make that dive. But I couldn't get it out of my head that there was a question about the safety. And then everything seemed magnified. The clouds seemed to come in on me and the boat seemed to rock that much more. I was really uneasy about this dive. And as luck would have it, I was one of the first to go into the water. And as I was standing there about to go into the water, my heart was racing and it was so loud, it felt like it was in my ears. And then splash, I was in the water. Now I had to wait for nine other people to get into the water. And those waves were crashing against me. And it was bringing me further and further away from the area where they were jumping in. And then the waves kept crashing against my face and it was making hard for me to breathe. I even had to put on my regulator, which normally you don't put on until you go underneath the water. So I was using up precious air from my tank that I was gonna need for later. And then my goggles got fogged and I had to take those off and organize that. And, and I was getting further and further away from the group. I was thrashing my arms and legs and nothing was working. So panic set in. Fight or flight. So with that, my thoughts came crashing in like the waves. I didn't train for this. This is dangerous. People die at sea. I could die. I could die. Remember earlier how I said those 95% of our thoughts, they keep repeating themselves? So as it was repeating itself in my head, that fear was getting greater. And then I had this out-of-body experience. You know, you ever experience yourself experiencing yourself? <laughs> and, and I saw that this death trance was absolutely not helping me. And that realization is when the unconscious becomes conscious. I was now truly aware that I had a choice. I could be the victim and give in to my fear and give up my power, or I could be the victor and make this a great adventure. And so another part of me woke up, smacked me in the face, and said, this is pathetic. This is not who you are. Pull it together. Take a deep breath. 
So I did. And I took a couple of deep breaths. And with that, I was able to calm down. And I was able to see that the turbulence above the water was from the wind and the elements outside. And that down below the water, it was calm. So with that, I made the decision to complete the dive. And interesting enough, as I made that decision, I got relatively quickly back to the group. How? It seemed like it was impossible before. It's because I was paralyzed by fear. Fear is like our kryptonite. Kryptonite renders Superman powerless when he's near it. And when I panicked in the water that night, I gave up my power. I gave into the fear. So by letting go of that fear, I let go of the resistance that kept me from getting back to the group. So I'm not saying that letting go of fear, anger, sadness, or any other such emotion will make it easy for you to do what you have to do, but it will make it easier. All right, that was Penny Zinker. Her website is pennyzinker360.com. I highly recommend that you watch the entire talk because on the second half of it, she talks about four ways for you to become a better thinker. So you can find the talk on the YouTube. It is called The Energy of Thought Penny Zanker, check that one out. And do not miss tomorrow's show. It is a powerful show. You're going to love it. We got Sean Stevenson on the show, and he crushes it. So I'll see you then. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace. Peace.